sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning, everybody. Woo! Well, thank you, Christine Marie. The turkey is in the freezer. That is gonna, That is her offering for this week. I'm really excited. At first, when she brought it over, I'm like, excuse my French, hell's bells. I mean, where are we going to put it, right? <laughs> Did I not? So luckily, we actually just pick up a new freezer, and I'm thankful because it, it's not as uh, wide, but it's deep. And it just slid. That bird slid right in there. Thank you, Christine Marie. Looking forward to uh, taking it out today and, and thawing it out and enjoying a nice Thanksgiving meal with you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm thank you so much for taking that turkey too, because when it arrived at my house, I had arrived with a whole bunch of other frozen stuff and with a, a produce box from um, Something's Good Organic. And I was packed. I couldn't put anything anywhere. I just like drove it straight to your house. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much. In the house, of course, Don Sanders, Alex Ramirez, Dominique Hackett. Dominique, you're so cute. You're like that little kid in the back row. You got your hand up. What, what do you want? What do you want? I, this is a funny thing. I don't know if teens realize this, but if you do eat turkey on Thanksgiving, there are toms and hens. And so you you can ask, are we eating a, a tom or a hen? And I guess, generally speaking, the hens are sweeter or, or uh, not as tender. Or, no, more tender. They're more tender. Yeah, anyway. Of course they're more tender. That. that makes perfect of sense. Of course. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. And there's no debate here about that. There you go. So um, I don't know. I I I wanted to this year, but I got outvoted. I wanted to deep fry it, and I got outvoted. How many of you all had deep fried turkey before? Anybody? Never. Never. Oh, wow. never. I, I've heard the disasters of deep fried turkey, but I've never had it of, myself. A lot of fires. <laughs> you know, I'm, know, I think I tried it once. I also also once had a turducken. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that is good. That is that is super nice. Well, let's let's go around since it's Thanksgiving week. Let's do our gratitude. We're gonna start off A for Alex. Alex, what are you thankful for this week? Uh, you know, honestly, being able to do what I love, which is training. So, for me, being a personal trainer, like I'm passionate about exercise and health and fitness and. For me, I'm just grateful for that, being able to do it and share it with so many people. And, um, he, you know, there's this guy that walks around this morning. He was just saying it today. And he was, he, I said, good morning to him. And I was like, how you doing, bud? He's like, good, LTD. I was like, LTD. He's like, living the dream. I'm doing what I love. And <laughs> that's my new acronym, LTD, living the dream, doing what I love. So I'm grateful for that. Nice. nice. Beautiful. Christine, you want to add on here? Um, I would say I'm incredibly grateful, and I don't know if you, if I want to call it God, the universe, whatever, has a better plan for my life than I do, because I've just had so many things um, happen in my life where I would agree in the moment and think, I don't know how I'm going to do that, and then my whole life would transform so that I could do it, so I was supposed to do it. I was just a, so I'm just really happy for my, you know, how my, my work is going, my life is going. I am LTD, thank you, Alex Ramirez live in the dream and it's getting better and better the more i trust the process so i'm really grateful for my capacity to trust the process and yeah. for the process itself 
Yeah. You did, a re- you did a reading for me last week. I, I should give you my gratitude because mm-hmm. it really helped me. It was like, oh, I was in such a bewildered state emotionally. And this was like, ah. Oh. And then, uh, you're, you know, the message was patience, patience, and more patience. And that's, <laughs> you know, I get it. I get it. And I could see it slowly, slowly unfolding. So I appreciate um, you very much, Christine. So thank you so much. Don I just want to say one thing. One of the hardest things about learning patience is that it's, it's, it isn't that we're like when we're supposed to learn patience that we're given that. It's that we don't have any and we have to, we have to practice it, right? It's in the, within yeah, the lack really. of patience that we have to practice patience. So, yeah. It's a hard thing to do. It's very yeah. challenging. Yeah, especially with kids today, athletes today. I don't, you've got, you're just, you know, bombed with not having pain, right? Your uh, attention span, what do they say? It's like eight seconds now. All right. I can't even, I can't even process, you know, patience is just going to have to be relearned in a different way. I don't know how that's going to happen, but, you know, we we need to work on it. So definitely we just got to preach it together and and learn you know live to learn and and be the placeholder oh life will help kids. us life yeah will know, help right? us with that it, it will <laughs> or else don how you doing <laughs> great i'm going to piggyback onto what alex said uh gratitude for the process of being able to and the renewal of always being able to take care of this one body that i get and also gratitude for the rain visiting our region recently mm, nice, nice. Love Dominique. I have gratitude for, it's going to sound weird, tofu. So uh, <laughs> there are tofu birds that you can get. They kind of look like a turkey. So if there's any teens out there that I've decided they really want to try being a vegetarian, I want to encourage you, Lawson's Lazy Acres, they, they have a tofu bird and it actually tastes really good. So I'm oh. very grateful for those creative alternatives. It's called a tofurkey, right? That's a tofurkey? What? Yeah. yeah. Tofurkey. It's been around a long <laughs> and that, time. And that's where? Where are they selling that? And Lawson's and Lazy Acres. You can get oh. them. So, I yeah. bet Foods has one too. That's kind of cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Although this year I am going way off the Richter and we are not cooking. No one's coming to visit. Everyone's coming for Christmas. So this year, it's just my wife and I, and we're going to Finch and Fork. Nice. And we're going to have dinner. No one's cooking for us. We're not, we don't have to clean up the mess, nothing. So non-traditional this year, but usually, you know, we, we uh, go through the whole turkey, you know, green bean casserole, mashed potatoes, yams, all the good stuff, gravy, you know, and then the pumpkin pie, although I prefer the apple pie. That is my favorite. <laughs> I'm grateful it's for my wife's apple pie. Up. That's another thing right there. Grateful for my <laughs> wife's apple pie. It's amazing. <laughs> B, what do you got going? Well, uh, I am grateful for the uh, myriad of opportunities that uh, have come my way. And um, I think about this concept of patience. And I want it right now, damn it. <laughs> it comes when it comes. And well, we do need to be, we need to learn how to be patient. And of course, I've been doing LTD for, well, 44 years, give or take. Um, actually, even before that, because when I was a paper boy back in Phoenix, 
I loved that job. I've even said that if that job were still available today, if it were still something that was uh, doable, I would go back to that because I loved meeting all of the people. And it's like, well, it it isn't much different from what I'm doing now. So I'm I'm definitely in that uh, LTD crowd. Uh, it's it's wonderful to be able to uh, do the stuff that you love doing. It's funny too because as I was sharing earlier, I was I had I got up this morning and I was maybe 97 98% there, you know, as far as just feeling in the day and started to do the stuff that I love doing and that started to go up to 98 99. So attitude baby attitude. Yeah. You know, on on that note, I just have to say one thing, you know, you, how you said like I want it now, damn it, you know. And, I thought, <laughs> and it reminded me of a long time ago, a very a friend of mine said something to me where I was like, "Well, damn it." And he said, "You know what? I bet it would go better if you blessed it." And I went, uh, <gasps> "Yeah." So if I were to say, I want that right now, bless it or bless you instead yeah. of, you know, something else, I, that, that, might, that might make it better. And I've been, nice. I try to practice that and I feel much better, at least when I say it that way. <laughs> Good point. Good I love point. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wanna, that, that makes sense. I mean, because your body kind of listens to the negative connotations, right? So mm -hmm. say, damn it is kind of a negative connotation because you're angry, you're upset, you're impatient. That makes total sense. So yeah, that's a new one. And I'm going to have to take that one in there. And kind of cool. Gonna, that, that one's going to be hard to do. I don't know if I'm going to have the patience to do that and say, <laughs> bless you or bless that. Well, even if you're trying to tough one. Even yeah, if you're really, really mad and you're like, oh, bless you and your mother, too. Bless you and your mother, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 I want to finish. Let me finish off this segment here. We got we got to get going. We got Richard and Bryant and you got to get off to their class. But I do want to send uh, some love over to Carolyn Given. She was the inspiration for my book that's going to be coming out in about seven to ten days. Thank you again, Dominique. And. SB Wellness for helping me out with this. But if any, I get a lot of asks writing, this is my sixth book, my sixth children's book. Let me tell you, it is, it, it's exhausting. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of work, but it's worth it. And I know uh, Dr. D is going to be publishing his book, hopefully in the next three to six months that he's, you know, had shelved for 20 years. Hmm. And I know what it's like, because I've had all these stories out there for five, six years. And to have the ability to put your stuff out there and having the patience to do it. But what I want to do is, if anybody's interested, um, Fiverr, okay, F-I-V-E-R-R, -R, and I use KDP Expert, K-D-P Expert. And she's brilliant, and she's an illustrator, and she's very reasonable, and it gets she's you She's from Pakistan. Yeah, and she's from Pakistan. And I tell you, it's, it's just a way to get started. And if you have limited funds and you need some handholding from beginning to end, I highly, highly, highly recommend her. So, and I know Dr. D, I've, I've sent you that way as well. Mm -hmm. And last bit of love here before we go to break, because I see Richard and I see Brian waving to me. Uh, I want to thank uh, Jeremiah Ferris, Eternity Ready Radio. And I know uh, Dr. D's program is shortly going to be uh, yep. platform there as well. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. thank you, Eternity Ready Radio, and thank you, Ashburn, Frankfurt, and Brussels, the top three places this week tuning in. Let's get going. We've got Bryant and Sky right after these messages. I shake it off, 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 I shake it off. 
Barbara, Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's Bryant Allen. And Sky Ellsworth. And we're coming to you from Hayward, California. As we're turning from fall, we will have a really special topic for everybody today. We're going to compare the differences between uh, a fully plant-based diet versus the carnivore diet. Mmm. Yeah. <clears throat> That's an interesting topic. I know I touched upon it a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. Um... And it's, it's kind of a fascinating one because I've been hearing this come up more and more lately. There's all this stuff I've been hearing about plants that's not so good. And, you know, I grew up with plants being everything, right? Eat your vegetables. Everybody grows up with eat your vegetables. I'm sure, you know, you teen athletes out there, you're told, you know, you got to get the, all those minerals and, and vitamins and that's all in your vegetables. So what is, what is it about the carnivore diet that's so appealing these days? And what about, what is it about plants that may be not so great that we might be wanting to avoid or limit or what do you think? I think it's really just asking yourself what's right for you. You know, I actually, for ethical reasons and uh, detoxing, I, I had a primarily plant-based diet and it really worked for me for a while. So I was fully vegetarian. Well, I started to get really dark circles under my eyes. Um, and I believe that I was iron deficient, which for men is not as big of a deal, but my sleep was disrupted and my tolerance uh, for alcohol was really low, which was, I love beer and wine sometimes. And I just, it's really hard to drink with a plant-based diet, but I also, I was thin and I definitely wasn't meeting an adequate amount of daily protein for my age, which was at at least 65 grams of protein. I was probably between 45 to 65, 45 to 50. And I ate very, very well. No microwave foods, no breads. We're talking, I mean, I did the lentils and all and the mushrooms. And I had a very balanced vegetarian diet, but I was beginning to be bloated and lethargic. And so when I added meat back in slowly, uh, two to three times a week, I noticed improvements in energy levels, uh, B12, eggs do really well for my body. It's just about trying to find something that's sustainable. And, you know, a lot of, um, I think some interesting research, Dr. Mark Hyman on the, I love Dr. Mark Hyman on the Doctor's Pharmacy podcast. He had a special guest, Dr. Gabrielle Leon, and she explained the differences between plant protein and animal protein. And basically research showed that in order to get the same amount of amino acids, you'd have to eat six cups of quinoa versus one serving of chicken to get the same amount of amino acid profile. And so that, I love science and I love, you know, it's great to be sustainable, but it's also when science speaks, you know, it's important to have a balance and, and science is now showing that, that just plants is, 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 is inadequate. And as we, Sky and I learn in school, the big issue that faces older people is sarcopenia, uh, not getting enough <clears throat> adequate protein. And yeah. so, um, it's just, it's interesting. You know, if you also, there's this really cool, um, website everyone can check out called our, worldindata.com and I had to do a project in my nutrition class in undergrad and there are about a hundred 
and 80 something uh, acres in one hectare, okay? So our planet lives off of, currently, because we have a heavy carnivore diet, six billion hectares to feed our food industry. The statistic that I thought was really interesting, which isn't, uh, you know, possible, but it's just something cool to put in perspective. If our nation was fully vegetarian or mostly vegetarian, we could live off of one hectare and feed the planet. Because cattle, this is lamb, um, is the most... Um, eaten actually in the world which is interesting and here is America where you see a lot more steak and chicken so I was shocked I was shocked but it makes a lot more sense for the Mediterranean and Africa they eat a lot of lamb so these are these are livestock that are taking up a significant amount of land but it's just interesting to think about from sustainability our nation our planet could live off of one billion hectare of food if we were vegetarian jeez oh, right <clears throat> so so what if what if you're a teen athlete and you're working out every day you're you know running around in fields or, or whatever and you're burning all these calories yeah what what about what about carbohydrates? Can you get enough carbohydrates from meat like in comparison to like a serving of quinoa or rice? I mean, I guess this is kind of rhetorical because I know you can. I know mm -hmm. you can't get quite as much from protein. But then it begs the question is, is just animal protein enough to sustain levels of high activity? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great question. I'm a big fan of the protein shakes, especially for all of our teens out there. And if especially for teens that face acne, when I remove dairy, cow dairy specifically from my diet, my benefits, my skin, I had a lot of acne problems. Um, my skin looked a lot better. I'm a big fan of goat whey. That's an amazing whey. There's some really awesome companies out there called Mount Capra. There's oh, uh, yeah. lots of great conscious companies out there. I'm a big fan of goat whey. I eat sheep yogurt. Um, but I, I personally believe in a low-carb diet. Like Sky and I talked about last week, I'm a huge fan of sweet potatoes. But, I mean, we all know and we learn in school that sugar is, you know, basically, it's just really inflammatory. And, uh, you know, to bring up what Sky says, I think that if you have a high-protein diet, your body can actually turn protein into energy. And that's <clears throat> yeah. another argument that Absolutely. a lot of people with the carnivore diet are talking about. You know, I, I eat... A a kiwi a day. I freaking love kiwis. They're low glycemic. I like the fiber. They There's research they help you sleep. I don't eat a lot of carbs. And when I cut out a lot of the blueberries and the other fruits, I feel better. So it's just finding what works for you. Um, I don't believe in eating rice. Sky, your body does really well with rice. I do well with rice, yeah. I had a blood test and rice skyrockets my blood sugar through the roof. It mm. makes me feel lethargic. Uh, I'm slow. I don't enjoy rice. I feel sluggish. But some people, so it's really honoring that our systems are different. And I think in my older age, I've been a lot more compassionate 
um, and seeing the other people's sides because I used to be very um, like, no, like I know this in my body. People should not be eating this. And so <laughs> we have an Australian friend, Isabel. Oh, we can talk on this really quick. Who's She's Australian and she's uh, had a degree in nutrition and she's very against eating plants. She's mostly carnivore. She likes avocados and olives time to time, but she's full carnivore diet. She believes wholeheartedly and she says she has some research to back this up, but that plants have um, a lot of cytotoxins or just a lot of chemicals and phytotoxins, excuse me, that block specific uh, vitamins and uh, cofactors from absorbing um, into the gut. Right. And that's a huge argument. Have you heard this too? Yeah, Scott? and I touched upon it a little bit last week. Um, but it is it is fascinating because you know, even though these these plants can prevent the absorption of some of these minerals and vitamins, like sometimes plants are the only way to get those minerals and vitamins that we need into our system anyway. I think so. So, yeah, <laughs> fascinating. Well, we're actually out of time, unfortunately. I would love to dive into this a little bit more in another day, and maybe we can bring our friend Isabel on to tell us a little bit more about, you know, this idea of a, of a carnivore diet. But in the meantime, I I think we're both in agreement that um, having a balanced diet, including both plants and animal proteins, um, is, a, is a great way to subsist. So uh, thank you so much. And back to you, Erica. Thank you, guys. What I really loved about that segment is your body changes as you get older and you have to identify that, hey, it doesn't matter what anybody else does. It was, it's what works with you. A lot of people are into blood types now. So whether you do the vegetable or the animal or a combo of both, you know, just keep doing it until your body tells you otherwise. So let's get up next. We have Don Sanders and a little Huga. Come on in, work it for me and let you body move. We are here together and we're in the groove. We gon' party tonight, we gon' dance around where all my steppers at. I know how to get down. Come on, step it to your right. To your right. Now step it to your left. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. For Teen Sports Radio, I'm Don Sanders. I'm going to present you with a huga. A huga is a comfy, cozy feeling that you may get. It's a Scandinavian term that you may get without actually receiving a physical hug. And uh, for all you teens and uh, other uh, sports fans out there, it is becoming basketball season now. And I just wanted to reflect a little bit on two, on some of the things the greats are doing. I was uh, fortunate to catch Lisa Leslie in an interview on The Daily Show the other day. And, and uh, she is an ambassador for her sport and just a really solid human being. One time after Sparks game, I took my daughter to, she... She looked my daughter in the eye, shook hands, didn't just sign the paper and shove it back. It, it was amazing. And uh, she still looks like she's on par for that same kind of form. She, uh, the uh, guest hostess was Lisa, uh, or was Leslie Jones, the comedian who, bought, who stuck her foot up on the table. Uh, Nike, I think it's the 19th anniversary of the WNBA. 
and they've come out with a glitter uh purple gold and green swatch lisa lisa leslie dunk shoe and lisa leslie now has created a uh living for herself in real estate has a real estate team and she's trying to teach young athletes how to make sure that when they start to make big money they do good things with it and they build for their future and then another one i wanted to consider this week was uh kareem abdul jabbar he he had in his latest column he was talking about Kobe Bryant has the the record for the most missed shots, and yet he continued to shoot. And so he said, "We love we love Kobe because no matter what the odds and 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 you know the injuries, everything, he still he still shot the ball, even though and and look what a successful career he had, even though he had the record for the most missed shots. So that that possibility and potential that there is." We'll never know. They say you'll you'll never you'll you'll always miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, mm-hmm. and and so he uh, he also was was saying how you know we love to see sports records broken because they remind us of the infinite potential and possibility that there is in human beings and how they can bring out their best and excel at things despite all kinds of adversity. So uh, anybody anybody got any thoughts here as we as we dive into yet another basketball season? Yeah, of course. I mean, Lisa Leslie was instrumental in in getting the women's basketball league up and running. She was actually, I think she was the first one to dunk a basketball. She was. Um, And so, you know, she was, she was a huge pioneer. I think they won, what, two or three championships in a row. Um, And, and, you know, she, she was a phenomenal athlete. And then of course, Kobe Bryant. I mean, what can you, what can you not say about that guy? That guy, had an amazing career and you know that that kind of testament of of persistence you know yes. continuing to miss shots yeah it, i mean you you miss all the time but it just takes one it just takes one to get in there yeah. you know and then we we always talk about failure and then you cannot be afraid to fail because nope. we fail all the time in, in the smallest ways, sometimes the biggest ways, but we, we always learn and we just keep trying. And that's the yeah. thing. Yeah, gotta- uh, Jabbar talked about, we love Kobe because he wasn't afraid to take the shot as an athlete, as a community member, as a parent, as a man. Yeah. He was never, fear- he, that was a lot. That guy was relentless. Not, he had no fear. He didn't care. He went at everyone hard and any opportunity he had to win a game he would go for it take the shot yeah you know yeah, at least lisa like leslie like you, said, you miss every shot that you don't take that's right lisa leslie used to train with the boys in the off season she would she would train with the lakers ron artest big you know 250 pound guys she would she would go at it with them to, to get and it, and it shows and she had an amazing career <laughs> amazing career yeah. Yeah. well any of the great Great, great girls. They all played with the boys. Let's let's face it. Our generation, you didn't have organized sports till seventh grade. So when you were kids and you're playing in the playground or you're playing on the basketball courts, you know it was co-ed. So the girls that played with the boys were phenomenal. By the time they got to seventh, eighth grade, the ones that played, they didn't play with girls. They played with boys. So and as far as Failure, you have to look at it because th- sometimes things don't go your way for a lot of different reasons, and sometimes out of your control. It, it's If you're a placemat for that and that's what you signed up to be, then it's how you 
what you do with that experience and how you get out of it. Um, that's the that's the journey and that's the road and that's because he handled it so well. That's why he got more and more and more opportunities and then then he became very very successful. So mm-hmm. that's what I like. That's what called what is that life, right, Dominique? That's called life. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, you gotta have that All mama right. mentality, right? You gotta you just gotta keep trucking no matter what. No matter what comes your way, you just got to keep trucking, you know, no matter what. And in all aspects, career, sports, health, nutrition, family, relationships, you just got to keep working at it. Everything's a job. (laughs) And you may have to give it more than you could ever dream possible. You know, like like Ringo saying, you you, if you you got to you got to pay your dues if you want to sing the blues and you know it just ain't easy. Yeah, (laughs) I love that. Oh, that's nice. Uh, that's it. You bless it. That's what you got to do. You got to bless it. <laughs> you bless and then it, yeah. Do, you got to say, hey, we need a life hack it. So we got Dominique Hackett right after these messages. I hear a song that takes me back and I let go with so much freedom. When I live, I'm going to get because it's my Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Hello, this is Dominique Hackett with a Hackett, Life Hackett moment with Santa Barbara Wellness Center. So I love to share ideas, especially for our teens that I call life hacks, uh, things that will make life more fun, enjoyable, more successful. And I've got two that I want to put on your radar for possible new year's uh, new year's resolutions and um they may seem unrelated but um these are really important my first life hack is if you don't know how to swim teens this is so important i want you to put it on your list for next year 2024 i want you to learn how to swim so the reason for this is you never know what kind of situation that you're in especially as an adult where something happens and all of a sudden there's a reason for you to dive in the water to rescue someone and learning how to swim is kind of like learning how to ride a bike once you learn how to do it it's a life skill that you've got there are so many things that our body learns while we're learning how to swim we have to integrate the movement of our body with our breathing trusting the water to float there's so many incredible visceral things that uh, i think they say uh symbiotic there, there are things that our body's learning about life from the process of learning to swim. So that's number one. If you don't know how to swim, put it on your list for 2024. Learn how to swim. You can learn at the YMCA. That's where I learned. There are swimming coaches in Santa Barbara. You can get a friend. Go learn how to swim and, and learn how to swim in the ocean. Here we are, Santa Barbara. Woohoo! That ocean is wonderful. My second life hack seems unrelated. But teens, right now, if you don't have a job, I want you to start a a notebook and start asking the adults around you who have a job, how'd you get it? And I want you to make a study of how do you get a job? So that is literally your first job, teens, when you start out into the whole 
uh, am I going to be employed? Am I going to be an entrepreneur? How am I going to do this whole thing? How am I going to make this work? You have to start thinking about it. And your first job is to figure out how to get a job. So pull out that notebook, find out. Did they fill out things online? Did they have a friend who got them a job? Did they do an internship? There are so many different ways that you can get a job. But I want you to note for 2024, your first job is to learn how to get a job. And my one tip that I want to give you is set up a separate email for your job applications so that it's really easy for you to send out an application and see that you've gotten a response. So there are my two life hackets for uh, setting the seeds for 2024. Learn how to swim and figure out how to get a job. Nice. nice. You know, I got my first job and had a help wanted sign. My dad goes, he was going to kick me out of the house because I don't, my, one of my grades went from an A down to, we won't say what it went to, was not too good. But I just had decided <laughs> to take on, uh, uh, you know, extra extracurricular activities. You know, not too smart. We've got to always hang out with who you hang out with. Sometimes it's not too good. So anyway, drove down the hill, saw a help wanted sign. Went inside the window, took the help wanted sign off the window, and handed it to him and said, "Here I am." That's, that's how I got the job. <laughs> nice. And I just got lucky that I actually gave it to the owner of the pizza store. And he guys, he goes, "You?" F-, he was from back east. He's like, "Are you effing kidding me?" And I go, "No, I'm not fucking. Where are you from?" I go, "Long Island." He goes, "You're hired." He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I went back. So thank you, thank you, Padones. I love you. You took your shot. That's what it was. You took your shot, Eric. I took a shot, baby. You took your shot shot. as a young kid. That's it. It was either that or get the boxes and put them in my car. What are you going to (laughs) do? All right. Or, you know, you just walk out of there with a large pizza after, you know. There you go. And it was the best pizza. (laughs) It was the best pizza. So, hey, guess what we got? We've got Heather in the house. We'll be back with more messages. This is my fight song. Take back my life song Prove I'm alright song This is my fight song Take back my life song Prove I'm alright song We are back and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday night. Hello, Teen Sports listeners. This is Heather Bond, founder of Trekking Ambassadors. Well, today we've got a special guest in the house. But before we go to her and I tell you a little bit more, I want to do a quick little recap. We've got a a nice little victory for the San Marcos Royal Water Polo Team. They beat out Dos Pueblos with a 9-6 win, bringing them the title home for the CIF Division II. So Royals, great job on that. Now, speaking of a sweet little victory, I've got a special guest in the house, Cass Cornish. Cass, welcome. Hi, Heather. Thanks for having me. You bet. So Cass is a nutritional therapist. I had her here a couple weeks ago. And last time we spoke about energy drinks. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about... Sugar and sweet treats. Sugar and sweet treats because we have the holidays ahead of us. And not just because we have that ahead of us, but that is what we're going to talk about today. So um, first off the bat, do you realize there are over 70 some odd, 70 some odd names 
that sugar can be found under. Cass, tell us this. So it's really important, y'all, to read your labels. So some of the names that we see on labels uh, at the store could be dextrose, high fructose corn syrup, rice syrup, maltose, evaporated cane juice, barley malt, agave nectar, just to name a few. Yeah, and so this is why it is so important, everyone, to read, read, read the labels. And don't let that label fool you that says no sugar added because why, Cass? Well, often some some sugar alternatives like aspartame or NutraSweet or saccharin are carcinogenic. They are toxic to the body. We don't want to put those in our body. They can be neurotoxic as well. So we want to stay away from those. Yeah. And just to go back over uh, one of the stats, 160 pounds of sugar is eaten per year by individuals. That is an average 160 pounds. So we have got to stay away from this. This is a huge epidemic. Um, So I really want to go into uh, talking about why this is such a huge epidemic. Cass, let's talk about that. Well, Heather, never before have we had the emergency need to lower blood sugar as we do now. Blood sugar levels are, 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 are rising and they're causing all sorts of uh, health issues in young teens and adults alike. Yeah. And, you know, um, athletes, let me just say it right now, uh, parents of athletes, don't just be handing them these um, snacks um, that you think they can handle it. Oh, they're young, etc. Because that that is just not the case. But there are some red flag warnings that your child can be getting uh, more sugar than is necessary. And some of those red flag warnings could um, include something like a huge acne breakout. Right, right. Uh, Weight gain, uh, mood swings, irritability, lack of energy. Yeah, there's um, tossing and turning at night, poor sleep. And, and, And part of the reason behind all this is that sugar is the number one toxin, especially in a teenager's life they're they're consuming sugar they may not know they're consuming sugar in some cases and it can cause a very high toxic load in the body causing all these different reactions that we just spoke of yeah and also another thing to be aware of is if your kid is constantly reaching for multiple snacks they're obviously getting empty calories and they're not fueling their bodies the way they should be. So that is another little red flag warning on that as well. Um, So let's talk about uh, flushing this stuff out of the system, Cass. So, yeah, let's talk about like blood sugar regulation. Um, So, so, so important. Flushing the toxins out of the system, flushing sugar out of the system. Start with purified water, filtered water, lemon, a little... Celtic salt or Himalayan salt. We spoke about that on our last show. So important for hydration and to detoxify gently the body and the liver. And then start looking at putting together nutrient-dense meals and snacks. Yeah. That, that means fats, proteins, and carbohydrates. And um, you always want to have those fats and proteins in there because those are the guys that help balance the blood sugar. 
Yeah. And, and let's just really talk about this because those snacks that you might be grabbing may seem convenient, but I'm going to tell you in the long run, they're doing no good to the body. They're doing wreaking havoc is what they're doing. So it does take more to, um, it just takes a routine. You have to get into a routine of getting up maybe a little bit earlier, getting those meals, those snacks prepped, planned the night before, um, definitely. And there's so many ideas online for nutrient dense snacks. That's a really easy place to look up. Uh, if you get, you know, bored or, or, or need new creative ideas to eat, you can look online. There's plenty of wonderful books, but yeah, planning ahead. Absolutely. I, I literally every day, Cass, I bring my, I have a bag of food that, uh, that I've made. I've made my salads. I bring like beef jerky, I uh, bring my fruit, uh, with me um, and just keep my, like you said, keep my blood sugars regulated, yeah. uh, keep that protein and that fat in there. Yeah. Um, I know you and I are going to do a segment on fat coming up soon. So that's another one. Yeah. Um, but where do we go from here? Um, well, you know, I mean, if you are having to, uh, to add something sweet to foods, honey is a wonderful, wonderful alternative choice. It has minerals in it. It has so many different healing properties in it. Um, they've even found that it helps regulate blood sugar. So honey is a good choice, um, especially uh, raw. You want to you want to choose raw honey that's not been heated. Um and, and maybe from your local area, too. Excellent. Yep, totally. Because that helps with all sorts of different um, allergy um, issues, if anybody has them. And then uh, maple syrup. You want to go for uh, organic maple syrup. You don't want to go for maple syrup like uh, that has been log cabin, log cabin, like altered. <laughs> you want to look at those ingredients, too. You want pure maple syrup organic yeah. preferably now i i know our segment is coming to an end but i do want to get this little interesting fact in here mm -hmm. so uh first of all one thing our sugar industry is about a 62 billion dollar industry here in the u.s alone but in the 1600s Cass told me that sugar was called the white death the White Death, everyone. When sugar was introduced in the 1600s, they called it the White Death. I mean, and I started looking at other little um, curious things. And in the 18, late 1800s, you know, they started calling money sugar. And then in the 70s, they started calling narcotic sugar. But it leads me to this whole correlation of White Death, narcotics, drug you know, money, sugar, and that's really what this whole epidemic is all about. Um, addiction. Addiction. So that being said, I wish each and every one of you a fantastic um, holiday season. We will be back with more. But until now, Cass, thank you so much for being here. And Thanks, Yes, and thank you for educating all of us out there. And Erica, I'm going to send it back to you. Okay, Cass. Cass, thank you so much for this week's segment uh heather we love you if anybody wants to get a hold of Cass, at 650-380-4449 that's again 650-380-4449 now let's circle back and do last week's recap here in santa barbara bishop girls basketball outlast carpinteria 4830 dp 
Kate and Carp, they all pick up victories on the boys' basketball side. UCSB women's basketball sadly drops their first round game of the season, a road game to Idaho State. Westmont men's basketball dominates Bethesda, 118-61. Roundtable luncheon, Matthew Chung named San Marcos Scholar Athlete of the Year. That's the winter sports preview season. Let's pick an athlete of the week for Teen Sports Radio. And this week's winner is going to be Luke Zuffalato. Big opening night leads Santa Barbara boys basketball to a 78-56 win. From the opening tip, the Dons just dominated. Luke ended up with... 32 points and 12 rebounds. The point of the team this year is Tobin Shyrock. He ran the point well for the Dons, and he also registered 11 points and 6 assists. Off the bench, we had Will Harmon. And what I really like is the two freshmen that contributed. Freshman Caleb Miller and Owen Horn All right, made their debuts also on Tuesday. So, Put our hands together. Nice job, Luke. I'm really excited. So listen, that's it for last week's recap. God bless Santa Barbara. Peace out. Remember, 11-11 every day. Peace out. See you next week. I'm unstoppable. I'm a pusher with no brakes. I'm invincible. They are win every single game. Minds are powerful. I don't need